Wayne Aston here with Aston Incorporated. I'm your host, and this show is designed for our serial entrepreneurs in their ruthless pursuit of personal expansion. We're going to be talking about how to build your real estate empire, start and scale a successful business here in the USA, and most importantly, discover your unique skills and talents to make your own impact on humanity. Welcome back to the show, guys. It's Aston Incorporated. I'm Wayne Aston, your host. Here's my co-host, Dallin Aston. Appreciate him joining me as always. Ready to get some. <laughs> We've got a, good, got a good episode for you guys today. Last, last episode, we introduced our Universal Principles series. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. We've got another one of those for you today. Uh, we're excited to get into so this is this is going to be heavily this is, this is an extension of experience economy. Um, this is an extension of just the way that we think and philosophy. And so I want to kick this one off with this this next universal principle, which is lead with love. Mm. Okay. Um, speaking as the Marine Corps machine gunner <laughs> for a minute. Uh. <laughs> And coming from, you know, playing on a state championship football team and doing some hard things, right? Working in the construction industry for a decade. Um, even, even, you know, my, my, my current passion and, and vocational expertise as a resort developer, you know, typically speaking, um, love is not part of the conversation. Love is just not part of the conversation. We're... You know, yeah. we're we're really we're really focused on results. We're really focused on getting the job done, the mission, mm-hmm. right? All of these, and those are important things. Those are important things. What I what I'd like to have the listeners consider with this universal principle is how can something like love, specifically leading with love or leading by an example with love, how can that how can that apply to some of these spaces like the construction industry, the military, the factory, you know, Airbnb business, like all of that. I, and I believe there's an application for all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd love to grab your take on that as we kick this episode off. Yeah. Well, my first thought is it's a little kind of like you said, it's a little unorthodox I feel like to be talking about this in this kind of a show, right? It's like, well, we're talking about building a business. Why are we talking about love? Yeah. Yeah. It's not church. We're not in church. Right. But I would go as far as a challenge. Why would we talk about building a business if we're not going to talk about love? And this is, this is interesting because when you talk about providing value for people, you talk about providing value for employees and, you know, guests and all the above, all the above investors, everyone, when, when someone can tell that you genuinely care, they're so much more inclined to, if it's a customer standpoint, not only buy from you, but return and support the brand. If they're an employee to perform better, if they're a partner to contribute more, if they're an investor to grow, to give you more, I mean, there's so many applications here, but it all stems from, and I think no one will say it, but it's clear in every scenario where these things are evident, there's love. Someone can feel, oh man, yeah, this person actually cares. 
That's really what it means. Mm-hmm. This person actually cares. And I feel like the amount of times I have, you know, bought something from a company and felt like they actually care about me and I actually went back and bought more, it's, you know, I do it a lot. But if I feel like a company doesn't care or that they, that they neglect me, and this is from a customer standpoint and also an employee standpoint, I am super inclined to just either not contribute. And this is completely vulnerable for me. Like if I am, if I have a job and my employers treat me like I am just another number, how motivated am I to, to perform at the best of my ability? Mm-hmm. Your own personal, man, I'm going to dominate whatever I do is the only thing, but that gets hard when people don't care about you yeah. when you're yeah. an employee, right? Oh, yeah. You're yeah. working as hard as humanly possible and there's just no, I mean, you're not getting anything. It, it gets easy to start resenting. It gets easy to put in very little work. So I think it's just a matter of, man, it inspires performance and goodness and results all around. Love does that. So let's drop a couple examples here. Uh, interesting one that kind of is still on my mind, fresh on my mind from maybe five or six episodes ago. You're talking to a buddy. You're telling him about buying these properties in Moab. He's like, oh, yeah. why would you do that, man? I mean, <laughs> why why don't yeah. you just lease them, dude? That's insane. In, in, in regard to the nightly rental model. Yeah. 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 He was yeah. Qu- he he was questioning your nightly rental model. So, right. so give the response, like, what's the appropriate response to that? Because I know the knee jerk, like the ego mind wants to say, <laughs> go shove that, it's, you know, where, and, hey, <laughs> shut the hell up. Shut up. <laughs> what do you know? I mean, there's a hundred. You don't know anything. You don't, what do you have, have you ever done this? Don't but, think so. Walk away. You know, like, see, but those are the natural man. That's the ego driven response. I'm, I'm getting to the core of right. Why lead with love is critical Yeah. for true and, and lasting success. So, so if you res- you take that naysayer, mm. he's just with no perspective, totally ignorant. He's just oh, yeah. sitting there, yeah. you know, uh, poo-pooing on your parade. <laughs> yeah. How do you respond to that? What What's the appropriate lead with love, you know, response? Well, uh, you know, thinking back, I believe my response was, well, you know, from my own careful research and everything, I've just decided this is the best course because it allows me to get you know, more revenues. I mean, it, yeah. it's literally a matter of, you know, what are you trying to accomplish? Right. And looking back, I, I can explain this to my best ability. You know, I didn't get into weeds cause he wasn't asking. Mm-hmm. I just said, well, it's just, you know, from my research, I thought it was the best. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, you know, he looked at me and he's like, okay, well, you know, and if I were to elongate on that conversation, how that went, you know, it turned into him later at a different time asking me, okay, so, you know, how did you do that? You know, so it becomes, instead of me just shutting him down, saying you're an idiot. Yeah. It was me saying, well, you know, this is, I did it because I thought it was the best course of action because of yeah. this, this, and this. Yeah. Um, because of this research, because of this, blah, 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 right. Instead of pointing out that he was wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that opened his mind to, oh, hmm, maybe there are other ways to do this. Yeah. You know, and I think there are countless ways to go about the scenario. Looking back, I probably could have said, well, you know, why do you think it's, you know, I could have turned on him and said, well, yeah. why do you think it's wrong? Yeah. You, know, you know, and yeah. I picked his brain a little bit, but I think at the end of the day, the the worst thing you could do is use the ego. Like that's the opposite of what we're talking about here. Yeah. The ego telling you, oh man, this guy's a stupid idiot who doesn't know what yeah. he's talking about. Yeah. That is... 
the wrong approach, <laughs> right? I mean, that's probably the more common approach, you know, because yeah. you get offended, yeah. your ego gets offended. Well, I remember your, your, I was your ideas getting offended and, and I'll be honest questioning you, I, your your yeah. intelligence. I was bothered questioning your risk, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you're reckless. Well, and I was like, who is this guy to be telling me? Have you ever have has he ever done this before? No. Yeah, I'm sitting here front with having these thoughts, right? Yeah. Um, and it could have been easy for me to just destroy yeah. his way of thinking, right? But in but that's not. And me even saying that is, is probably ignorant and prideful, yeah, yeah. you know? So I guess what I'm trying to say is instead of just saying, you know, I'm right and you're wrong, maybe there was an opportunity to say, hey, well, why do you think that? And then open the conversation. Maybe maybe there was an opportunity, if he really didn't know what he's talking about, yeah. to help provide some impact and some insight so that he could he could understand, you know? And not to say that I have all the answers, it, well, that, that right there is where I'm trying to kind of guide this, which is when the more successful you get, the harder it is to be humble. Mm. The harder it is to stay humble. And it's been my experience that when I've not been humble and I've let arrogance and ego dictate, mm. it, it obviously is damaging to the relationships that I care about. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's the most damaging to myself. Right. And, and so, you know, this is a, this is a self-love conversation too. Um, if, if I respond to your buddy and I say, man, I really appreciate you caring about me so much that you would, you would share all this concern, man. I mean, these yeah. are, this is legit. Like, thank you. Mm. What do you think? What do you think he would have done? Like, it doesn't even matter what he might do. I guarantee it would be a positive response and mm-hmm. be like, well, that's, that's, <laughs> that's interesting. But, yeah. but for yourself, like you'd walk away from that conversation feeling elevated, like mm-hmm. knowing that you, you increase love to someone attacking you. Yeah. And that's pretty satisfying. Yeah. One way or another, whether anything long-term comes of it or not, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. uh, so so there's a lot, there's a lot of focus, guys. I just have have y'all consider that self-love is a really critical piece of being an entrepreneur. Mm. Okay. You 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 must have confidence, but it's really helpful to always maintain this idea that I'm not the smartest guy in the room. I have some great ideas, but I'm open to feedback. Yeah. I <laughs> I just want to surround myself with people who know more than me. <laughs> and I and I and I welcome it if you want to punch holes in happiness. Like I'm selling you the idea. I'm telling you why this is a great idea. Yeah. But I value your critical thinking so much because it says that you care about my success potentially. Yeah. Some people are not, you know, they're not intending that when they they right. just want to be a naysayer and they just want to be negative and toxic. Yeah. But I think there are there are a number of people that'll share these concerns out of genuine, authentic concern for you mm-hmm. or for me. You know, speaking for myself. And so, guys, as as you, as you expand your businesses, be humble, and and uh, you know maintain maintain this attitude. This this is a transition into a conversation of the power of contrast in scarcity and abundance. Mm. The, the mentality of scarcity versus abundance. And this is also a really, really big thing in my life. Um, you know, I've come to understand that, that 
being in a scarcity mentality means that I'm driven by fear and anxiety and a negative energy. If I'm programming myself to be and operate from an abundant mentality, mm-hmm. then it's operating out of a space of love, right. compassion, faith, and hope, right? Hope isn't a strategy, but you, you know, I mean, a farmer plants a seed with faith and hope that it will rain and then the crop will grow, right? Yeah. Once the crop starts to grow, you know, the crop's going to grow. So um, there's ways, there's practical application for all of this, right? Yeah. And and you, you, you guys will all go to lunches, okay? And I try to avoid lunches at all costs. <laughs> These days, I used to go to so many lunches. In the early days, everyone wanted to go to lunch. And I, I couldn't stand whenever I'd be the one footing the whole bill. Everyone would invite me to lunch, but then I would pay. I'd, I just kind of feel like I want to be the, you know, the abundant guy. So I'm going to just pay for the whole lunch. Um, you know, tipping. Tipping is an interesting one. You know, uh, my, my brother is a server. And, and, you know, I know many people who work in the restaurant industry. And... Um, what an underappreciated field to be in, you know, not experiencing a lot of love. And it, it comes down to the, you know, who's, who's a good tipper because they're in their abundant mind and who's that cheapskate who won't tip five bucks. Right. And guys, I'd have you think, have you, have you think seriously on this that as you're starting a business, there's no better time. To cultivate an abundant mindset when you have nothing. Yeah. Okay. It's you think it's easier when you have millions of dollars in the bank to be abundant. Oh, when I have a f- millions of dollars in the bank, I'm yeah. going to be abundant. I'm going to donate to charity. No, yeah. it doesn't work. If that you're way. not doing it now, you're not going to do it then. That's right. You have. You <laughs> must condition your mind and your heart today. Yeah. With nothing, and so okay, you don't have money to give away. You can tip five bucks. You can tip twenty bucks. You can tip the, the gal at Starbucks. You can. I don't even think it has it's to not be. Even, it's not even tips. It's yeah, not it even, doesn't have to be money. It's not even the tip thing. It's just, you know, what do you have that you can do? It's, yeah. it's not this thing, oh, I would if I could. Yeah. Well, see, that is the recipe for never doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I would if I could. So, I, time. So, it, do you think of time? I would say everyone has time. And there's something to do with effort. You know, mm-hmm. what can you do? And I think it's a matter of transitioning your thought from, oh, I can't do that now to, well, how can I do that now? It's so tempting, guys. And I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll be a little vulnerable. I'll admit that yesterday was Father's Day. <laughs> and my, my most valued thing is to have time with my kids, to have my kids come over and visit. But there's a nagging in the back of my head, like I've got all this work I got to do. Mm. It's not like I got to do it. I want to do it. I have mm. a lot of work. It's piled up. I really want to get to it. And so consciously and, and, and being aware and not giving into that temptation of putting work as a priority over family time, mm. that equates to the effort you're talking about. Yeah. You know, I mean, we had an awesome weekend, had Devin over, had Sierra over. I mean, it, it was really, we really packed a lot into the weekend. And it was so satisfying for me to just 
like resist the temptation. And then I ended up working really late <laughs> last night, you know, after everybody had left, I, I got in, I got, you know, some work time in on a Sunday night. Yeah, but you could say, oh, I'll have time when I'm successful. What does that even mean? Uh, that happens that all the dangerous. time. And that's, that was me, man. When I, when I told you about the days, you yeah. know, building a tile business, yeah. I would rationalize that. I'd be like, well, I've just got to grind right now. I've got to kind of sacrifice and I've got to grind right now and I've got to get it done so that someday... Well, and you know what's interesting? We're going to talk about this, I think, in a later episode, but a lot of gurus and a lot of people will tell you, yeah, you know, wake up at 4 a.m. and just just eliminate all distractions. Like, just work really, really, really hard for a while, and then later it'll all be good. Now, I believe that that's true, okay? But I do not believe that you put off giving and put off you know, family and relationships with that intent. Oh man, I just have to hustle and just forget everyone for the next couple of years. Yeah. In a couple of years when you've made it. Yeah. And you have no family, no friends because you pushed them all away. What's it? Yeah. Are you really successful? Is yeah. the question I would ask. Yeah. You know, so I think so that's that kind of flies in the face of some of our, you know, our favorite podcasters and, and, you know, characters out there because, you know, everyone's got strong opinions about, the morning routine or about the sacrifice well, for the that. next two years and, and all of it. Well, I agree with it to an extent. I agree with a morning routine. Mm-hmm. I agree with these things. And if you're going to wake up at, at 4 a.m., then just make sure you're getting good sleep. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe yeah. you're going to sacrifice your social life at night. But but going to bed at midnight and then waking up at 4 a.m. is not sustainable. You're going to burn yourself well, that's out. So, that's a self-love, a self-love equation. So it goes back to that. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to wake up at 4, great. Like that. I love waking up early. I'm a morning person. Yeah. Like I'll wake up early. Yeah. But but it you know, if you start getting four hours of sleep at night and then you're when it hits three PM and you're about to die because you're so tired, I, I feel like anyway, we're getting off the off yeah. track here, but yeah. you see what I'm trying to say. Yep. Yep. You know, I go back to um an experience just last summer and uh talking about back to lead with love. And I had a very, very interesting few opportunities. You know, we were building up the the housekeeping and staging staff at Sage Creek. And, and you know, we brought on one of our favorite characters, you know, Dan. He, mm-hmm. he's, our, he's our property management, our operations manager guy down there. 38 years, you know, in the military. And just, he is as good as they get. As loyal, as committed uh, a guy as you could find. And... Um, one of one of the ways that I think we bonded so well was because there were multiple times that summer where we encountered um, more cleans required than we had housekeepers, mm. and I would just jump in and go start cleaning units, mm. cleaning the toilets, cleaning the showers, kitchen, knocking units out right beside them, and. They saw that and they commented on that many times. Like, man, I just can't even believe like you were, like you busted through those. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, it's it, it is a priority. I'm not above the work, right? I'm not above. I'm not going to ever ask you to do something I won't do. That's important, personally. Yeah, that comes from the Marine Corps. Yeah. You know, I I think I learned that first in the Marine Corps. Um, you know, always always be willing to do. And be out in the front. Lead from the front. Lead with love mm-hmm. by being the person willing to do anything, willing to do more than than anyone you're asking 
to do something. Yeah. So that was a powerful way of application value to have my workforce like see that I'm not just a talking shirt. I actually roll my damn sleeves up and go to work. Cleaning toilets doesn't scare me. And I joke about that in board meetings. You know, hey, what do you do? Well, you know, I mean, I'm a developer and I clean toilets quite a bit. It, it's funny, right? But it's true. Yeah. It's true. And, and yeah. that's just to say that nothing's beneath me. So I think as a business owner who's willing, who, who's willing to do whatever it takes, mm-hmm. there's not a task in the whole stack of tasks that's beneath me. So I can't go hire someone to come do this thing that I don't want to do. So there's a piece of, there's a piece of philosophy for everyone thinking, you know, thinking about starting a business. As long as you're willing to do every function of the business and learn it inside and out and be proficient with it, where, you know, wherever you have opportunity to do that, like cleaning units, that, that's a great, you know, example, then do it, you know, be right out there, be willing to do some hard work. Abundance versus scarcity. Where's another area in your life where you've you've experienced family or friends and how this scarcity mentality has showed up negatively, impacting some well, situations? There, there are tons of examples. You know, it, it's hard to narrow it down. I mean, I've I've had friends who you know that are just super, super concerned with every dime and every penny. And, um, you know, and, and I'm not saying being frugal is bad. I'm, I'm frugal is actually very, very important. I, I believe that, you know, you want to respect money and money will respect you kind of type of thing. But, but man, there is a thing that it just baffles my mind. You know, when, when, you know, a tipping thing is an easy example, but I think it can be extended to a lot of different avenues. And you think about my instant uh, thought is Tony Robbins, Money Master the Game. Mm-hmm. It, that book, if you haven't read it, is super, super good, and it really paints the picture of what we're talking about here. You you hear Money Master the Game, and my first thought of what that book was going to be about was very different than what it actually was about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You read that. And, and the, the real focus of that book was, you know, how can you give? And I think that's the biggest distinction here between a scarce mindset mm-hmm. and an abundant mindset is the focus and the necessity to save versus, Oh, I believe that in giving, I will also receive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could give specific examples, but I don't know if that's super necessary in the sense that, hey, look, just everyone has their own examples of this experience in this in your life where you see the difference, the stark contrast of someone who is so focused on saving Mm -hmm. that they completely miss the point. Oh, man, I'm I'm. I need to save. I need to prepare. I need to buy all this stuff. And they're so concerned about every single penny that over however many years they save up 30 grand and they're like, okay, you know, but then you have another side of it where, where if your focus is I'm providing value, I'm giving, then the, you're making so much more. I mean, and again, not, so, not about so, the so an interesting takeaway from that is give without an expectation. Yeah. So you have to train yourself to do that. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're giving just with this expectation of the strings attached, you're going to get something from it. 
That's a hard my, life my, to live. My counteract, you might be disappointed often. You, yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to go about, ooh, yeah, that's a, that's dangerous. Well, I'd, I'd just have you consider that if, if you're able to program your mind and your heart to be able to give without expectation, yep. that's really more for you. Right. When I give, I feel really good. Yeah. And so, and, and I recognize that it makes me feel good. Like in my soul, I feel good when I give. So, yeah. Well, and Tony Robbins talks about that in Money Master the Game, how just set aside some cash to do that and you'll start to see. Or time. Or time. Time. Man, set if I get out and go time you know, do an interview whatever. here or, or help with this sales call there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. How uh, 30 minutes? That? Sure. Yeah. How can I help? Yeah. What are you able to give? Yeah. It's a it's a cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome guys. Well, we don't need to beleaguer the matter here. Uh we've covered the third universal uh principle in our universal principle series. Hope you guys got some value out of it. Love doing the show. We hope you guys are enjoying it. We hope you'll tune into the next episode. And for now, we're out.